Welcome to TechTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. New breakthroughs and developments are revolutionizing the world around us, presenting exciting opportunities as well as complex challenges. We'll explore the big ideas and key players driving these transformations as we seek to understand the implications of these advancements for our lives, our communities, and our planet. Join us on this journey of discovery and exploration as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving world of technology. This is TechTastic. On this episode of TechTastic, we have Jordan Wilson of Everyday AI Podcast and the Accelerant Agency. Jordan Wilson, welcome to It's TechTastic. It's lovely to have you here. Fantastic. I'm so excited to be on uh, and talk all things tech, entrepreneurship, AI. Let's Let's do it all. I'm ready. Everything. All right. We're going to cover everything. We're going to boil the ocean here. You have a podcast called the Everyday AI Podcast. Being focused on AI right now, brilliant. Everything AI all the time. That seems to be the topic of every conversation I have. But if you were to pick out one thing right now that excites you, that you wanted to focus in on, what would that be? Chat GPT plugins. I can't get enough, whether people are you know, new entrepreneurs or they're seasoned tech geeks. I think there's something for everyone in, in the chat GPT plugin space. Wow. Okay. So is there like a favorite one that you would point to people to if they wanted to understand what is a chat GPT plugin? How can I take advantage of these things? Yeah. Well, I've never necessarily tell people to use one plugin uh, because, you know, chat GPT, you know, if you are a plus subscriber and you have access to plugins, any chat you use can have up to three plugins. So I always tell people if you're going to use one plugin, you might as well throw two more in there because you never know um, how uh, your needs might, might change. But I'd say by far a, a couple of my favorites, YouTube summaries uh, by Adafi. I love being able to uh, learn new topics very quickly. Browser app is another one. It gives ChatGPT access to the internet. That's the biggest thing. You know, people are always like, oh, ChatGPT sucks. It can't do this. It can't do that. Well, if you know what you're doing, it can literally do just about anything a human working in front of a computer can do, but probably better and faster. So those are those are two that I find myself using pretty often. So browser op is very similar to a lot of the AI agents that are out there, right? You've got baby AGI, but those take a certain amount of technical skill. You got to sit down and you got to write some code or you've got to at least set something up. Beautiful thing about those ChatGPT plugins is you don't have to be a software engineer to use them. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, so a little different than, you, you know, your um, your auto GPT or baby GPT. But yeah, browser uh, browser app is is just a plugin, a simple plugin uh, that works inside any new chat with uh, plugins enabled. The reason I like it is I, I looked at every single web enabled plugin in the chat GPT uh, repository, which I think last count there's, I don't know, a thousand plus. Yeah, there's 18 different ones at the time that you can connect to the internet to. So I literally put every single one through uh, the test to look at kind of the four or five main functions that you might want out of a web-enabled plugin. Yeah, super dorky, I know. <laughs> Browser app was, was one of two that kind of checked out at least four or five categories. So one of the things that gets asked of me a lot regarding AI is, dystopian or utopian future that this thing can empower it, which is a kind of an over it's making it a little bit more grand than what's really possible right but some parts are true you can today start a enterprise on your own with nobody else involved in it if you know what you're doing with some of these tools you can have a you know somebody writing marketing copy you can in the form of you know a browser op or an agent you can have pick your topic right like almost all the jobs that need to be done when you're first 
starting something out, you can find a tool for. I get asked all the time though, like, isn't that terrifying? Isn't that effectively destroying the entrepreneurial journey? Isn't that making it so easy that anybody can do it? And isn't that the problem? And I'm like, absolutely not, right? Like that, this is the most empowering thing that's ever occurred. When I first got into technology, I didn't learn how to code because I'm a turbo nerd. I am a turbo nerd, but I learned how to code so I could start my first company. That's where all the opportunity was. But now you don't have to know how to code. Like if you're gonna build a technology company, you don't need to know how to do it. So the wizards of the past, the technology geeks that were able to go out and create wealth from nothing, you don't have to be that anymore, but you do have to know how to use some of these tools. What I'm trying to get you to here is, uh, are there good resources if I want to go out and I want to become an entrepreneur and I want to use these tools to solve these kinds of problems for myself? What are some good resources besides the plugins? This might be a cop out, <laughs> but I feel that people are always looking, not necessarily not saying, you know, resources are shortcut, but something that I always liken working with AI to is learning to use a browser. People are always like, hey, what's some great resources? You know, where do I start? Do you have prompts? this, that, it's like, no, sign up for an account, right? Sign up for an account if you don't already have a, even a free account in ChatGPT, or if you're not using Google Bard or Microsoft Bing Chat or Anthropic Cloud, get an account, you know, all of them have free options and start to use them. That's the biggest thing because I think people in their, in their minds, they always wanna do hours of research or do all these tutorials or try all these prompts first. No, sign up for an account go in and start using it because it's a skill that you have to build, you know, whether you're using a large language model or, uh, you know, AI image generator, like, you know, mid journey, stable diffusion, Dolly, uh, or, you know, video programs, you know, like, uh, like a runway, they're all skills. So are, are there good resources? Like, absolutely. But I think resources actually just overwhelm people because there's great, just incredibly in-depth resources. But I think if you're new or if you're just trying to really carve out your, your path and how you can use generative AI to grow your startup, to grow your business, I think resources are actually overwhelming. And it's better to just go in there and learn yourself. That was such great advice. You actually just reminded me of a conversation I had with somebody on my team. They have the analysis paralysis problem that comes up a lot, especially in technical people that they'll tend to like, well, what if, what if? I'm like, stop, stop designing, go do. You're gonna learn more by figuring out what works and what doesn't that you're capable of right now than you ever will by sitting here and thinking about it. And there was a great, I can't remember where the heck I got it from, but it was like a little pin that I have, a little mammal pin, and it says, don't ask me what I think, ask me what I've done or something like that. And I loved that because I, that's how I approach learning. There are people that have to have like a set of instructions and they kind of diffuse from that. But right now the opportunity is in getting out there and figuring out how to use these tools, what they're useful for, what, you know, what other things are available. And like you said, it's a skill it takes the 10,000 hours to become an expert in anything. And this in particular, this one expertise allows you to become the expert at almost everything. To your point, using the generative AI, like the image generators, you can build logos for your company if that's what you need. You can design websites and have them built. You can write marketing copy. Like you can become all these things if you master this one skill, which is using these tools to help you solve problems for yourself. But go out and try it, go out and do it.
There's a whole bunch of them too. It's not just ChatGPT and the ones that you listed. I'm really fond of HeyPy and Claude. Both of those have been very useful for me for different things. HeyPy has been great when I'm trying to write like an empathetic copy piece that I need to like capture somebody's attention and give it an emotional bent. And then Claude will become almost my default go-to when I'm trying to do a bunch of other things. <laughs> no, yeah, I talk so much ChatGPT that, and I use it so much that it's, it's actually hard for me. I know I also have to break out of that habit because, you know, yeah, I'll go into Pi, you, you know, from Inflection or I'll go into, you know, Cloud from Anthropic. I feel so limited. Again, I always have to remind myself just just like I like I told you, it's like these are still skills that I have to build even if I feel that you know other tools are greatly inferior, you know, that's just my take, but it's still like I still have to learn how to ride that bike. I think at least for the like major ones then you still have to go in there and, and you have to be able to speak that language. It's an interesting time too. I'm thinking about this in relationship to like, as we were talking about this, learning how to use Google when it came out. If you became a power user of it, search engine optimization became something that was like, oh, it's kind of self-evident. I know how search works. I know how to use it to do things. I can then optimize my own content for it. And this is a similar thing. Like we're all beginners on using these tools. And the only thing that you can do to like become an expert is just be using them more than everybody else earlier. And we're all such early adopters, if we're already involved in this, that we're all kind of the experts without having that 10,000 hours yet, we're all figuring it out together, right? Which is why I think the question always gets asked of me, like where are some good resources? Because they're looking for that cheat sheet from somebody like you, Jordan, who's already gone in and put in the hours and figured a couple tricks out. But to your point, good luck. It's gonna take you equally as long to consume all the garbage that's been produced out there by people that are like maybe only an hour ahead of you on, on their own experience, uh, that you might as well just jump in and start using them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you bring up a good point when you say the word garbage, because there's so much bad information out there. Like, if I'm being honest, that's one of the reasons I even started Everyday AI, you know, because we had been using GPT since it came out, you know, in late 2020. So then when Chat GPT came out, first of all, when I use it, I'm like, this isn't very good <laughs> because it wasn't compared to other companies that had been fine tuning off of GPT-3 for years. You know, your copy AIs and your, you know, oh, yeah. Jarvis now called Jasper. You know, I've used I, probably 150 GPT essentially rappers or GPT writers. So when it came out, I saw so much bad, just terrible information from people saying, oh, here's how to use, you know, GPT or ChatGPT. And it's like, no, that's that's terrible advice. So many people that were sharing advice, kind of like what you said, it's like, oh, you're one, one hour ahead of someone else. It doesn't mean you should be telling people how to use it. Why do you bring that up? Because yeah, there's so much garbage out there, which is why I started Everyday AI, which is just like, I'm just gonna help people every day, uh, not charge them anything and, and you know, bring on experts. Because there are experts out there you know, who are just focusing on one small piece so it's like, let's create discussion um, and, and just all learn it together because everyone's still learning. And it's hard for some people to hear that, I think, because they do want that cheat sheet. They want a step-by-step -step guide. I'm reminded of a couple of family members I have that like when uh, the browsers first came into the world, they wanted somebody to tell them, okay, how do I find information on this? And I'd say like, oh, you pull up this and you do these things. And they're like, 
wait, I pull up this thing. Can you tell me where I click? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to understand that this is a tool that allows you to do a great many things. And you need to understand like the spaces that it fits for you and then kind of how to use it, not the step-by-step -step guide on how to do it. I'm not going to tell you how to book a flight online. And then I'm going to sit down with you and, and explain how to do a Google search online. And then I'm going to teach you how to do email in Gmail. Like each of those are, are tools within this experiential offering that's sitting out there for you. What I've always wondered, because I had this with my own software engineering teams at some of the big companies I've been at, we talk about having a learning mindset in those big tech organizations. And I think that what AI might be doing, like the ChatGPTs of the world uh, might be doing now, is forcing that all the way to the front. If you do not have the ability to consume information and learn and adapt to it, and you are a process-oriented, I have to click X button, Y button, you know, Z button in that order, those are the people who this transformational technology are going to disrupt. If you are incapable of learning, you're in trouble. You're the ones that need to, you know, you need to find something else to do in life. And I don't know what that would be. But if you are in that camp, I guarantee you can learn. You've just got to take the time to sit down and do it. You've got to find the things that help you do that. It may be, it's not cheat sheets, but it is just sitting down and doing it. But your ex experiential learners right now have a huge advantage. And if you can learn to be an experiential learner, if you can learn to try things and adapt, you know, you've got a huge advantage out there. That's such a good point. And I love your, your analogy for when browsers first came out or when the internet first came out. Our mindsets, I think, as as consumers, whether you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, marketer, CEO, doesn't matter. We we are now always looking for that shortcut or that resource, and so I think it's hard when that has paid off in dividends for years to stop learning that way and to stop practicing that way. Yeah, again, to go on a small, short, mini rant. I swear this will be kind of short, but it's like you know, people who are sharing prompts, right? And and people share prompts right now online because it goes viral. You know, you get hundreds of thousands of impressions and you're making money because you're sharing prompt. It is so terrible for the generative AI industry for people to just be sharing prompts. I actually have someone DM me and they're like, hey, I've been spending hours every week copying and pasting a very, uh, you know, prominent AI influencers prompts. And it's like, you know, he took the, we do a free course, you know, once or twice a week. He's like, I took your course. And he's like, why have I been wasting so much of my time? It's like, if you're learning a browser and someone gives you uh, an Excel sheet with, you know, 50,000 bookmarks and they say, here's how to use the internet. That's not how it works. That's not how, that's not how large language models work. You don't, you, you don't learn or become proficient in generative AI by copying and pasting what other people do because it is a process that you have to learn. I've struggled with like having that conversation with people where they're, they want to know the cheats, they want to get through it. And I've been trying to pull them back and saying, it's not going to help you. You're going to get stuck. What happens with the prompt I just gave you doesn't give you what you want. How are you going to adapt it? The trick of this technology is that it's learning too. Even though you came up with a, a prompt that works today, it probably won't work in a year, not in the way that you expect it to. It might give you this very specific outcome now, but in a year, who knows? Because it's adapting too. Exactly. Yep. Jordan, well, we've actually talked about the one thing that I think everybody should uh, should know, which is just go do it. The, the Nike motto, just do it. I don't know if that's still their motto, but <laughs> I think that that's actually kind of the right motto here, though, is just do it right now while you're listening to this podcast. Yes. Please. Right. 
go Absolutely. go jump on go to ChatGPT, go to any of the you know heypy.com any of them and sit down and start using it and learn on your own how this thing works and how you know what gives you the outcomes you want there's no other way to figure it out but if you were to leave the audience with one final thought that sums up whether it's your agency or your podcast or what you want people to do what would it be yeah i mean check us out you know sure go to youreverydayai.com free daily newsletter, which is, I think, great, a podcast, a live stream where people can learn along. But I'd say outside of that, if you're listening to this and you haven't just started to learn and use generative AI, you should probably get going. I tell people there's, you know, there was this, you know, big generative AI boom, even though AI has been around for literally decades, chat GPT was this big splash that put generative AI on everyone's radar. We went from never talking about generative AI to talking about it like myself every day. If you thought that was big, wait until something like Microsoft Copilot comes out yeah. and you have generative AI baked into your operating system and you see that at an enterprise level. So if you still haven't made generative AI part of your day-to-day, -day, you should start now because it's hard to keep up. Just wait until you have generative AI in your operating system. And those people that have been putting in the reps for months or a year plus, when they can take advantage of a tool potentially that powerful, yeah, it's going to be absolutely wild. That's great advice. Every day, your competitors are out there and they're starting to use these tools and it's giving them an advantage. And this is not a logarithmic growth. This is exponential. Every day that I automate something using these tools or I implement these tools in a way, it means that tomorrow I can do more and the next day I can do more again. And so you are infinitely, every day, you become infinitely further behind your competition that is doing this. You need to start now. There is no delay. Get out of this damn meeting with me, get on your machine and go. You have no choice. Same advice to you listeners, get out there and start using it and learn. Even though I say that we are still the vanguard, we are the front of this movement. The vast majority of the 8 billion people on earth haven't started using these tools yet, but they will and they'll be ubiquitous and part of your everyday everywhere life. Jordan, absolute pleasure having you on the show. I listened to your show and I actually, I believe I have your newsletter. I, I really hope I do because I, I get, I see you on uh, LinkedIn all the time and I, it, things pop up there and I tend to read it all. So I'm pretty sure I'm a subscriber. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I tend to now pop up on a lot of people's feed just talking about AI. So if if you don't like AI, I'm sorry if you're connected to me because it's, <laughs> it's all I talk about now. But yeah, the newsletter is great. We literally put hours and hours and hours of work into the newsletter every day. It's, it's such a good resource, I think, for people to, to learn AI without having to spend 20, 30 hours a week. And that's a wrap for this episode of Techtastic. I want to thank you personally for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep exploring and stay curious.